serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Tuesday. This portion of the amazing program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing and Electrical, the two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's FX Award. I'm Gatos, he's Chad. Becky Lynn will check in with you in about 10 minutes in the news center. Uh, let's see. Uh, kids now unprepared to take end-of-year standardized testing. So we got Arizona kids apparently not ready to take the standardized testing. Uh, can you just blame this on COVID? I would. Well, there are I mean, a lot of different things you can blame it on. It could be well, it could be everything. It could be COVID. It could be uh, well, Arizona teachers. We don't have enough. Classes are too big. It could be. It could be anything. But you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit just the other day. You've got a kid that's you know, going to take these standardized tests this spring. And there are educators out there that say, you know what? I don't, I don't know if they're ready oh. because they've educators have called, uh, you know, it's been the hardest year yet trying to catch up these kids. So do you just say, Hey, COVID wiped out a lot of stuff and it hurt our kids education, but also, well, don't we need to know, uh, how bad they did? Like, how bad this thing hurt them? So test them to see how... Yeah, because it's like, yeah, going, but I a... want to lose weight, but I don't want to stand on a scale. But do you, but it's a standardized test. You're going to put all your eggs in one basket with a standard, with one test? It's like, I don't know, maybe this is a bad example. It's like, all right, take the SATs. Let's see how, let's see how smart or dumb you are. Well, not everybody tests well. Not everybody does, especially me, not everybody does well on the SATs. Again. You can't just, you know, if, if everybody looked at my SAT scores, I never would have gotten into college. Well, and I got you into a probably, pretty, if your parents would have figured out how to get you there. there no, was I got into a good college. Yeah, so you did, kind of, yeah. yeah. You know, It's uh, not kind of. Well, you were the one who's like, I fell asleep in the back, and then everybody was laughing at me, like the professor, because I did it in my work, so that wouldn't tell but that it, You there. can do that at a good college or a bad college. <laughs> you could do that at junior college, too. You could. <laughs> but... You have to test, right, to see how people are doing, because the whole point of going to school is to learn, and how are we going to judge you if we can't tell if you're actually moving forward or not? Wise man Steve Zinsmeister, what did you bring up to me? What did you bring up to me earlier today with the testing? The testing is in direct correlation with the amount of money Arizona schools get federally, right? Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, some districts, the better you do on testing, the more money you get. And if you're not getting the money, you're not doing well on tests. It's a chicken or the egg. Yeah, but let me tell you who's going to do well on this, right? Upper middle class kids, predominantly white, whose parents had an opportunity to work from home. They didn't have to fight over computers or gadgets. And their schools were probably better prepared for learning comparatively to some of the others okay well we know what that is how do we make it better for the other kids but we do need to test to see how far because i bet you still some of those kids fell behind so you're gonna have a good barometer of how far kids fell behind i mean we we did a complete disservice when all when we look back at this in a few years go Mm -hmm. wow Man, talk about just the mental growth and the, the, of, of children and the interactive growth on top of schooling. I think it's going to set back for quite a while. I so, know, but what were we supposed to do? Well, at some point we go, let's get back to school. Right. But Arizona got back to school pretty quick. Pretty quick. Yeah. So we shouldn't be too worried about this then. No, if, they're worried. Yeah. Yeah, they are worried. Yeah, educators are definitely worried. But, you know, if a teacher the other day, she goes, I'm worried. I wish they wouldn't test my kids. Like, that's. You know, just believe me, I'm a black belt. You don't have to test me. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you what if you were to skip it? What if you were to skip it? 
give kids the opportunity to catch up. Uh, you know, some parents, you know, might say, all right, we're going to give you work this summer and we're going to try and get you caught up. Maybe it's a tutor. Maybe it's just parents giving their kids work. Uh, maybe they go to that Ducey summer camp that, that he, the governor's been talking about to try and catch people up. So maybe you skip the test this well, year. Well, I think, you, again, maybe you don't weight this test as much as possible, but shouldn't we really kind of take a look and see, okay, how much? what if they come back and you find out, hey, they're behind, but nowhere near where we thought they were going to be. Hmm. They actually you know, were able to move forward in a much better way. At least you know what it is, and you have a sense of, okay, this is where some kids struggled, this is where other kids, and maybe you don't weight the, the funding as much as you would in the past based on that. Yeah, Arizona kids, um, there are uh, people saying, you know what, uh, the testing that's going to happen this spring, uh, the standardized testing, uh, it is returning after COVID. There are teachers here in the Valley that are warning that uh, they're not sure if the kids are ready because there's been a lot of catch-up ball. You know, you can only teach a kid on Zoom so much. Really, really. I I mean, it is tough. It's I mean, when the pandemic started, I watched my wife, who was a teacher at the time. Now, she's retired, but she was almost, you know, almost 30 years in trying to teach children online. And somebody didn't have their meat button on. Somebody kept going and bringing their dog over. And somebody, you know, somebody's... There's some, a parent walking through naked. Right. They're talking, conversations. And other kids over there trying to have their, you know, do their thing with their teachers. It, it's, everybody it was, did the best that they could. Yeah, it was not ideal. No. But they did learn somewhat. And again, some schools were much better prepared than other schools. I don't... I just think that... Yes, I understand the frustration of not wanting to test, but at the same time, shouldn't you want to know where the weaknesses are, how much further they fell behind in certain things so you can move forward? Okay, let me ask you, as a dad, you've got 11-year-old Jack. Is he 12 yet or is he still 11? He's still 11. Okay, Um, and you know, I know he was in California, and California's a hot mess. Still doesn't have his mask off, because of science! Outside, does he still have his mask on? Uh, I don't know. At this point, I told him, look, dude, if you're going to get in trouble, just tell tell him to call me. Yeah. Did your 11-year-old, do you believe that uh, over the last couple of years, he's missed a step? Uh, or has he caught, I mean, because some kids have thrived. I No, he hasn't missed a step. And part of the reason I think it's lucky is because I did the same thing he did, but without computers, because I was traveling so much when I was a kid his age playing soccer. My brother's done it like he did. Uh, you mean learning that way? Learning in that direction. So, so learning virtually. Virtually, you know, and he did it because of all the hockey and stuff. I mean, so I, I think for all intents and purposes, he did a pretty good job. Plus, my wife was home, so he was here a lot, so they were doing stuff. And when he was at home, his mom was working from home, So, and she's very big on school. So I think and his school was so much better prepared because they were a STEM school. They had portals built. They were really ready to go in ways that my little brother, on the other hand, he fell so far behind. It is a mess. Yeah. I think for each individual kid, we'll find out if their standardized testing is going to be good or bad. And it all depends on how they embraced the virtual learning over COVID. And again, it's also going to go back to, like I said, upper middle class kids and well-to-do kids are that tutors they had opportunities that you know i mean i heard about co-ops that were going on where parents were getting together and they were all doing i mean so they had a much better opportunity than than kids that were in in, in homes that they didn't have that opportunity yeah. so uh, but let's just at least find out how well it did and so and we just got to figure out a way to maybe this time we don't wait so much on this when it comes to funding because it it is it's not going to be fair but 
we do need to find out how far are you behind. Take the test. Let's find out. All right. Coming up next. Coming up. To offset the price of fuel, how much more will your next plane ticket cost? Uh-oh. We'll discuss it. The Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. All right. It's time to travel. Buy a plane ticket. Go on vacation. Put a mask on. No. Why don't you get off the mask thing? No one's wearing one right now. It's all good. If you get on an airplane, do you have Except to wear a mask? for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with gas prices going absolutely crazy, how much more will you have to pay for your plane ticket? Joining us now, he's working on this story for ABC News, our buddy uh, Alex Stone. Alex, uh, we're going to pay through the nose on this one? Well, hang on. Don't Google this, but Boeing 777, how many gallons of fuel? Does it hold? Chad? Uh, I don't know. 30,000 gallons? Ah, that's not that far off. Uh, uh, yeah, 48,000. Ah, uh, I was going to say uh, 45. A newer, a newer 777, the 300 variant. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, seven bucks a gallon for jet fuel in, in some areas now. That's $336,000 mm. every time they fill up. That's, long haul. That's their go, problem. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go all the way. So uh, gas prices, big deal to the airlines. Uh, American CEO Doug Parker saying today. Where our fuel prices are the largest uh, source of our uh, largest expense we have. Now, historically, Southwest was very famous for this years ago. They would have hedged uh, on fuel a bit more, mm-hmm. essentially gambling, locking in a lower price. None of this would have mattered. But pandemic, uh, money problems they were having during the pandemic. Hedging went all over the place. They ended up not doing it. So uh, they, there's not a lot of it going on, at least. And American says, look, when the prices go up, you're going to pay for it. The reaction to higher prices and, and higher oil prices is is modestly less capacity and higher prices. So it takes when it runs up quickly, like it just did, uh, it takes a little it takes a while to re- respond. But we respond. And that's what they're doing right now. So all of the airlines say. They're going to reduce available seats. That uh, They don't want empty planes flying. That if there is a seat, they want to butt in that seat. Otherwise, they're losing money on it. So that means uh, Southwest is saying, American is saying, that they're going to cancel some flights. So the, those that are going are more full. Um, American United Delta, they were presenting at a J.P. Morgan conference today. Delta saying its ticket prices are going up around 20 bucks each way. We at Delta, given our uh, demographics and our average clients, feel that that is something that we can easily achieve and that we will achieve in the second quarter as fuel prices fluctuate rapidly here. We need to recapture somewhere between 15 and $20 each way on a ticket. And at United, guys, uh, they say that the yeah, ticket prices are going up. They won't talk about because of fuel, how much they're going to go up. But what they're focused on is upselling you. When the, you're checking in and they say, yeah, Chad, uh, 500 bucks will put you in first class today uh-huh. on the, the check-in screen. It's not because they like you. It's because they want your money. And they say they're getting really good at that. And they're figuring out they're now going to have the best seat in coach that you can pay for. Uh, they've got premium economy that they've added, plus they've got first class and a bunch of other things that they're saying that they're getting really good at upselling. And the good example has been our ability to upsell into premium seats, both in the coach cabin and in the first Polaris cabin, which we're doing at un- really unprecedented levels in our history. And the ability to monetize that is really, really key. So all of that with uh, they're, they're figuring out how to uh, get any amount of money out of any little thing. By the way, guys, they say that demand right now 
is blowing everybody away. That business travel is coming back. People want to meet face-to-face. That is the bread and butter of the airline industry. Those are the people on expense accounts that pay for first-class seats, pay for last-minute tickets, pay for club memberships. They want everything. That's where the money comes from. By the way, at Delta, real quickly, uh, not to keep you too long, but listen to this. Last week was our highest cash sales day in the 100-year history of Delta Airlines. 100 years of Delta. They've never had a bigger day. The president at Delta saying this is blowing him away. They have never seen a rebound like this. The demand on the airlines. So they've got high demand, higher ticket prices, more business, travelers. They're charging you more for certain seats, for bags, extra legroom. They say the outlook for the airlines is very strong right now. But, yes, that ticket price is going up right now because of fuel. You're going to pay for it. Yeah, well, expect, I expect, look, when stuff goes up, I expect it to get passed on to us. The consumer, Alex Stone, ABC News, is always good to talk to you, brother. You got it. Thanks, guys. 20 bucks. I love the uh, the premium coach seat. What's this one? Well, it's the one where you get to sit where, where, where you can sit right next to the exit. Like you The know. exit seats are good. Yeah, that's like, that's premium. Or you get an aisle seat. Yeah. What's the one that's not premium? Oh, the guy that sits next to you is gross. You get a middle seat. Yeah, that's that's less. awful. Well, but you get both arm rest. No. Yeah. What? No. In you're in the middle, you get both arms rest. That's the rule. I've never heard of that. That's the rule. No. Yeah. If you're in the middle, you get both arm rest because if you're on the outside, you get one, and you're on the outside. Yeah. Or first it, come, first serve, my friend. Oh well, you know what? That's why I sit down and I, I put the elbow right down. I. I, I Do you? I, oh you yeah. Lay claim to it. You just oh, lay yeah. right across everything. There's no right. doubt about it. It's going up. There's I, no question about it. I expect prices to continue. To All right. So $20 each way to offset higher uh, price of fuel. And the hedging, I'm surprised they didn't do a better job hedging where they go out and they buy, they buy like options in the energy sector to hedge the fuel going up. They buy them cheap. If they rise, they take the profits out of that. And that balances out the potential for, you know, for, for them to lose money. But there's at the end of the day. They do that, and then they still charge us more. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. Imagine um, not hopping a plane for years. Because there, there are people out there listening right now where yeah. they haven't been on a plane in two, in two years. No. So you can imagine now with, the, you know, Omicron burned through us, right? Yep. Uh, there are people that said, I got I to gotta get going here. I got I to gotta buy a plane ticket. I, I'll give you an example. My sister. You you think I was bad during COVID? You, you you don't want to be anywhere near her. No, she made her husband you know do all the grocery shopping, wipe down everything. This was for whatever you know. Take your clothes off in the garage. Go take a shower. Are you come serious? back down. Oh, it was brutal. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hypochondriac. Like a silkwood shower in between, right? But now she is starting to get back out and go and travel and they went to vegas a couple weeks ago and so even you know i'm giving you that specific type of person who uh is far beyond anybody you know anything that we understand i mean hunker down couple years don't breathe on me all that kind of stuff not going out no restaurants that was my sister and now you know she's already this year she's already taken a plane uh to vegas and and she was tough to deal with the last couple of years. I mean, you know. No, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people were tough to deal I think so with. So too. So I just, yeah, I, I I get it. But uh, go and uh, buy your tickets now. Yeah, go on better fun. by the sounds of it because I love how well demand is through the roof. Even though we're gonna we're gonna get rid of some flights, we're gonna so cancel we, flights. We're gonna cancel flights to make demand what even more. Jeez, coming up next. Coming up is President Biden finally doing his job at the Arizona border. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't say. Mm-hmm. Eh, mm-hmm. Eh, mm-hmm. Eh, mm-hmm. Next. 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, big 4 o'clock hour on the way, top of uh, 4 o'clock, right after Becky Lynn. You're going to hear from Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone, uh, and he'll answer the question that we asked. Should Alistair Adele step down? Uh, that's the uh, big uh, Q, uh, Gatos Big Q poll question of the day at KTAR.com. It's brought I to you voted. by. Oh, good. Your Valley Toyota dealers. So we've got the Maricopa County uh, uh, Prosecutor's Office, right? Maricopa County Attorney's uh, Office. They have dropped 180 criminal cases because, oh, I don't know. <laughs> they lost them. They forgot about them. Uh, they were not filed. Uh, because the I don't statute know if you of limitations. Could say they actually drop something. They dropped the ball. Right. So the statute of limitations ran out. Ran out. So should County Attorney Alistair Adele resign? Yes or no? Chad, you voted yes. Yes, I did. Eighty-six percent of you say yes, and the fourteen percent of you don't well, know what's going on. You guys must be your drinking buddies. No, jeez. So we're going to talk at four o'clock with Paul Penzone. And ask him, you know, is he upset about this? Because it's his deputies that go out and they arrest people, you know, who they put are their life doing the wrong thing. And then they go and they do what? They bring him in and they say, we think this person did this. Right. Here's our report. You guys need to decide if you're going to fall, file charges and go from there. All right. So um, is Biden finally doing his job at the Arizona border? Hmm. Well, I mean, the easy answer is absolutely not. I mean, it has been a mess. We don't need to go and relitigate all of that. He is a disaster when it comes to the border. That's being kind. To and disasters. that's being kind. Right. So here's a new report. Um, migrant arrivals at the border increased in February. This is my shocked face. Yeah. 7% jump from uh, in February from previous months. Let me give you the other part of it. Over half were quickly expelled. Over half who entered government custody were quickly expelled. Now, I almost take that as a win uh, because the border has been such a mess, but it seems that the reason they were expelled has something to do with a rule that was first issued under the previous administration. Now, I, we tried to look into this. My guess has to be the Remain in Mexico plan, the yeah. one that Biden doesn't like, the one that the Supreme Court said, Mr. President, you have to use this. And he said, but I don't want to, because I, I promised to. everybody to have everything they've ever dreamed of. Right. But I can't think of another reason that 55% would be expelled so quickly, because if you get to the border and you claim asylum, okay, great. I'm going to turn you around, and now we're going to have you remain in Mexico. A good that was a good Trump administration that policy. Was, that was real right there. That, that was, was a good. real thing. Yeah. And remember when they were going to use it, it wasn't going to be like, oh, we're going to use it. It was like, we're going to use it in one or two places. We're not going to use it everywhere. That's Re- what, right. Yeah. And, and that's absurd. Absurd. So, so you just go to the next port. Of course. And you walk in and they say, well, they're over in Yuma. They're, they're, they're kicking you back and making weight in Mexico. But over here, they're There's not an doing open anything. door. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, over here is a closed door. They're using that Trump thing. Like they don't, like we don't know what's going on. These people know exactly what's happening. Right. Let's walk down that way and that they're not, that's not the Trump remain in Mexico. We walk right on in. All right. So are you, are, I mean, are you satisfied somewhat with the 55% quickly expelled? It's something. It's something. It, it's better than, it's better than the welcome mat that's been put out. Uh, I want to see again. He, this is, this is, this is his year. To try to fix what he broke, and by broke, I mean the system was broken, then he took it and double broke it, and then ignored it. Double broke it. So, is, is, is the goal to destroy it, and then try to rebuild something? I don't... Uh, well, you know? well, let's think about that politically. Could you see him in three years say, hey, we've stopped 70% of, you know, he brings some number, yeah. some number out... And because you go from we've let everyone in in year one of Biden's administration to, well, we're almost letting most people in in year two. But in year three, he, you know, he, he, he stops it, it almost. Yeah, he like, starts, you know, starts easy. He's like, hey, I've been pretty good on the border. I mean, I don't know. He could he could do that. But listen, we let's get to year three. All right. What yeah. is it? It's a new poll today. For Wall Street Journal. Most Americans don't think he's going to run again. So let's get to year three. Let's get to year two before we figure it out. I couldn't tell you. No. I, I don't know I what his plan was. I know one plan he had was no plan, but I think even Democrats in both Texas and here said, that's not something you can do, sir. You're not here. You're not seeing what's going on. You don't see the pressure in places like Yuma put on, uh, you know, all these, these nonprofits. Plus, we still have a, you know, like we're a country. So you got to figure out a way to maybe, I don't know, act like you care a little bit. Yeah. I would say that this is somewhat an encouraging report. It's something. Because it's something. It's it's not let everybody in. It's no. something different. But will it last? Uh, I don't know. That's have, the whole thing. I have thing. no idea. Will it last? 165,000 migrant apprehensions last month. And I'm always waiting to find out. But hold on, wait, there's more. Then you find out the next yeah. day. It's like, oh, yeah, but it, it, we we quadrupled in the amount of people that got here. So actually more people got through. Yeah. But there was just no way they could allow that many people through. He's been awful. That is an understatement. But let's take a little bit of good news. For what reason? I don't know. You know, they're using a policy. It's a rule. They're not telling us which one it is, but they say it was first issued under the Trump administration. That's according to the border protection, uh, custom border protection, uh, that 55 have been turned right around. 55% have been turned right around. So if you take what 50, I'm not going to do the math, but if it's, you know, 165,000 migrants that were apprehended, 55% of them were turned right around. Uh, that's better than, 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 than zero percent have been turned which around. That's where we were for a long time. Coming up next. Coming up. Do you have COVID rage? <laughs> we'll explain what that is, and we're going to test everyone on the show next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, thank you, Emily. Uh, Dean from Youngtown, Arizona. She won $100, part of our 100 days of giving, as we say thank you, for allowing us to be your trusted voice of the Valley for over 100 years. Not only does she win a hondo, baby, but they're going to send $100 to Sun City Four Paws Rescue, which is the charity of her choice. For your chance to win $100 for you and a charity, just text 100 to 411923. That's 100 to 411923. Pick the charity wisely. 
you have COVID rage? I do. Well, what's co- what's COVID rage? An offshoot of the pandemic or the rising tensions we've probably all been feeling. Some people are calling it COVID rage. Yeah. And while it's not a medical diagnosis, a doctor says it can still it have made big up. impacts on your life. Everyone experiences anger at any point in their lives. No, duh. <laughs> well, of course so, we do. <laughs> so COVID rage, which yeah. is pretend. As we know now, everybody experiences anger. Everybody breathes. Do you have COVID breathing? Bunch of idiots. What do you think COVID rage is, if there is anything? I don't think there's anything. I think it's something made up. Somebody else diagnosed something with. What? Like you're angry at the situation? Yeah. Like maybe. I don't. I mean, again, I don't. I don't have COVID. Ra- I just find no. that weird. Everybody has anger. Like I, there was rage when everything was shut down and people were having to wear masks everywhere and but that ended up being more political rage and stupidity not like covid caused my mind to change and now i'm raging yeah i don't think it ha- i don't yeah it's not like you get covid and all of a sudden now you're an angry person that's not what we're talking about it's like the situation right but so, that situation's long gone this that's what like, i thought yeah is, you guys are late to the game right really late so let's let's put it into perspective when we when we found out uh everything had changed yeah all the two years ago, when it went from when it when it finally went into a pandemic, and and the day that we came on the air, the whole world got shut down. California got shut down. Basically, baseball got shut down. March Madness was canceled. I mean, it all happened basically on one or two days, right? Correct. Like, I I mean, I wouldn't call that COVID rage. I would call that what in the the world has just collapsed. Yeah. And as a human being, you're sitting here like, what is it going to be like? And so we went through all this crap for two years. But I don't know if I ever had COVID rage. No, I will tell you, when, like, when, when the cases were high, I'm, I, I, hey, I don't like that. I don't like living through that. I don't think anybody does. No, I don't think anybody does. Well, I don't think anybody also liked the fact that, I don't know if it was rage, but I think what you had was you were having your life dictated by non-elected bureaucrats in a, in a weird way. I think that, that you got a lot of pushback for that. But you also had your life dictated by a virus that was going around, yeah, too. Yeah, Chinese so virus. That, too. Well, you can call whatever you want. I don't care. It's still a virus. I mean. <sighs> Did not- they pay for that yet? No, that's right. They didn't. What do you mean? I just want to know if China just said, hey, world, sorry, we screwed this up. Yeah, you'll be waiting forever for that. Uh, I just, uh, again, I think the rage was a pushback. It's like you lost control of stuff. Right. Right. Like people who, you know, I like to know that I have, you know, some moniker of control over my life and destiny. And it was like, hold on. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Everybody stay at home. I don't think that's rage. I think that's. Well, I think the frustration eventually turns to rage. Yeah. But I don't, I, let's, but let's, again, late to the game, guys. Let's move on. Let's not, let's not, you know, the, I see all these stories today about COVID rage. Move on. You yeah, know, could we get another surge? Sure. Sure we could. Yeah. But, you know, um, there's a war going I, on. I think they're, yeah, I think they're more, you know, I'm, there are more important things going on right 100%. now. 100%. You At know, this people point can't time, fill their gas tank up. Uh, there's people, a madman with a nuclear weapon who's threatening yeah. to detonate it at times. And I think we should all feel fortunate that, all right, um, the the cases are extremely low. And if you're someone that was hiding out in your home, you can go out now. If you want. I guess. Unless right, that was your whole identity. Coming up next, Maricopa County Attorney's Office failed to prosecute 180 bad dudes. We're going to talk and to gals. Paul Penzone, Maricopa County Sheriff, what he thinks coming up next.